Hi, I'm Annie Miller. I'm a certified personal trainer and transformational macro coach. This is a podcast for those who are interested in improving their health and fitness. And what I've learned along the way is that sometimes that means you'll have to rethink what you thought you knew. This is the Rethinking Fitness with Annie podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So this is the 30th episode of the podcast, which is kind of exciting for me. I feel like I'm getting more into a rhythm with the podcast, and it really is something that I enjoy doing. I love listening to podcasts. I've been a pretty big podcast listener since about 2017 in all sorts of different genres, but something that I really like about podcasts is it's just a really great way to learn and be entertained, and it's something that You know, I like to listen to podcasts as I'm working out or going for a walk or cleaning my house or doing office work or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, I have a podcast in my ear a lot, so it was like kind of a natural idea for me to create a podcast, but it was something that took me out of my comfort zone. Um, It takes a lot of time to research and create outlines and record and edit, and it's scary sometimes to ask guests to come on, and it has definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone a lot, but I really do enjoy it, and it's been a lot of fun. I really just wanted to take a minute and say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I hope that every time you listen, you're able to walk away feeling like you know a little bit more about fitness and nutrition. Or maybe if you didn't learn something new, maybe it gives you a new way of seeing things, or it's just a little bit uplifting. I'm really excited about the possibility of growth and change and just the possibilities with the podcast. It will be really exciting for me to see where this goes. So thank you so much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot. In today's episode, I interview Kim Platt, and we talk about a really important topic which is like self-integrity or learning to create self-accountability. She gives a lot of really great tangible ways that you can start implementing this today if it's something that you struggle with, if you struggle with keeping your word to yourself. I know that this is an area that I struggle with. And it was interesting as, as her and I were talking, I realized one of my biggest takeaways from the conversation She talks about finding an area where you already have some good self-integrity, you already have some good self-accountability, and using that as kind of your example that, hey, this is something I can do and something that I can be good at, and that that kind of helps build your confidence. And so I just kind of realized as we were talking, oh, for me, it's exercise. Like, I know I'm going to work out even on days where I don't necessarily feel motivated to work out. I'm going to work out because that's just what I do. I already have that habit built in. And so just realizing that we have these different areas in our lives, we probably already have some great habits. And so when you can kind of take what you're already doing well and build on that or take what you're already doing well and apply that to something else and like, hey, I'm really good at this already, so maybe I have the skills to be able to develop that somewhere else too. So anyway, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you find some great takeaways and that you're listening for ways that you can start implementing this for yourself. If having self-trust or self-integrity, self-accountability is something that you do struggle with, And I would really love it if you guys would share with me what you learned from the podcast. So you can send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what your takeaways are. My Instagram handle is at Rethinking Fitness with Annie. And and just as a reminder, my name is Annie. I go by Annie, but it is spelled A-N-N-E instead of A-N-N-I-E. So I've had a couple of people say like, hey, I can't find you on Instagram. And that's because it's Rethinking Fitness with Annie, A-N-N-E, not I-E. And it's all one word. So anyway, let's dive into this episode with Kim Platt. 
All right. I want to welcome Kim to the podcast today. Um, we're going to talk about keeping your word to yourself. So the other day, Kim had this really awesome post about keeping your word to yourself. And the funny thing is I had just had a conversation that day with one of my clients about it. And so anyway, I just, I was kind of talking to her about it and I was kind of trying to bounce around some ideas with her about like, how do you increase this ability to keep your word to yourself? Why is it important in the first place? And so then when Kim posted this, I was like, Ooh, I should, I should talk to Kim about this. So yeah. anyway, um, before we jump into the topic, will you just introduce yourself to my audience? Sure. I am Kim Platt. I'm a fitness and nutrition coach. I've been doing this for a number of years, came from a background in information technology, but I've had just a love of fitness and nutrition in general, just because I went through my own personal journey um, with all the ups and downs with yo-yo dieting and things like that. So I specifically work with women over 35 that have felt like they've tried it all and just find more balance with their nutrition and fitness and really help align their fitness and nutrition to their specific goals. Okay. So let's go back to this idea of keeping your word to yourself. So why do you think that's important? Or maybe even like, what does that mean to you to start out with? Yeah. So, I mean, I always go back to personal stories because I think they're very helpful to hear, but I felt like I was someone who just could never stick to things. And I was someone who could never stick to the, my word for myself. And that obviously came down to like with workouts and nutrition. Um, like I would say, you know, I'm going to follow this, this meal plan off of some, you know, back then it was like magazines and I would never be able to stick with it. Or I just, I had, I would have goals and I would never follow through with them. And it just, it was defeating. Right. And, and so there was a bit, little bit of self-trust that was lacking because of that. Right. And, and that helped like <laughs> spawn my lack of um, self-esteem and things along those lines. So why I think it's important to yourself to really stick to the things that you say that you're going to do is it builds trust with yourself. It really helps you reach whatever goal you do have. You know, I think it's great to have goals, no matter how big or small they are. And it does help build confidence in yourself as well, too. We often think it's like, I just need to lose weight um, and I'll get confidence. But what really happens with a lot of our clients is that over time, because they're sticking to the things that they say they're going to do, they start to feel, build more confidence in themselves. Uh, some of the other things I feel like it really helps is, is create that motivation, right? Because we know that motivation is fleeting. It's yeah. a feeling. Uh, yep. But the more often we start to stick to the things that we say we're going to do, we feel really good about ourselves. So that helps drive that motivation as well. And I also think it helps prioritize uh, things that like whatever our goals are and prioritize things because we we are forced to deprioritize other things, right? So it's like, if we know we want to go to the gym three days this week, we need to deprioritize something else. Maybe that's going to be not staying up and watching Netflix all night long, right? Because we want to get to bed early. So it helps kind of create those boundaries. Um, the other things I think it does too is, is just uh, reduces some of the stress that we have on ourselves. I think that the keeps on happening where we're not following through with the things that we're going to say, it creates a lot of stress on ourselves and negative, you know, negative thoughts, all of that type of stuff thing and start to spawn down. And, and then again, that affects our confidence levels in ourselves. And then also can help build up habits over time. And just uh, by always constantly following through with the things that we're going to say, it does build up those habits, which is what we want, because we want things to be 
more automated so we don't have to think through the things that we're doing. So I yeah, think those, that was a lot, but that was like, those are the things why I feel like it's really important to stick to the, to our word and follow through with what we say we're going to. Yeah. You touched on a couple of, I mean, I think those are all really important reasons, but the thing that I always come back to is, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm pretty darn good at keeping my word to other people. Like that's really important oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. But yeah, then there's like this lack sometimes of that self-trust and, you know, saying like, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to go to bed and not watch Netflix tonight or whatever yeah. it is. And then the show gets turned on and all of a sudden you're sucked into it or whatever it is. And so, yeah, just building that trust with yourself. I think that that's really important. So why do you think it's something that we struggle with sometimes? I think there's so many different reasons. I find a lot of times we start people pleasing sometimes. That could be one of the reasons why, right? We're, we're trying to make everyone else happy. We're not setting clear boundaries. Like we're letting work take over. Like maybe we're saying we're going to leave work at four and we're going to go get a workout in. And of course, you know, boss comes in, says he needs something done. We don't hold that ourselves or like we don't hold the accountability piece of it. And we just give into those things just to kind of make other people happy. I think it also comes down to all the things that we put on our plate of like, you know, I'm going to do everything right. I'm, I'm going to make my focus is weight loss and I'm going to work out five days this week. I'm going to, you know, eat clean. I'm never going to have sugar again. Like all these things that we're putting on ourselves. And I'm also going to be taking care of the kids and I'm going to be doing 20 other things that we, again, our to running to-do list is just so big that it becomes a struggle to even get those small things in. And I think this is where all or nothing thinking can start to pop in is because we've, you go from, you know, you want to go from zero to a hundred where I'm going to not work out at all to try to get in four or five workouts in a week. And then all of a sudden your kid's sick and you didn't get that first workout in. And then it's like, oh, now, you know, now I have to be at work early because my boss called me in. And then now we didn't get another workout in. And what happens is we just say, oh my God, I'm not going to get the four or five workouts in this week. So I might as well just give up. So that sometimes plays a role in it. And then I also find uh, just the stress that we already have, like the physiological pieces of it, right? Where if you're not sleeping well, if you're already highly stressed, if your energy is really low, right? You're running yourself into the ground. You're not going to, you're not going to be motivated to stick to the things that you say you're going to do because your lack of control kind of goes down when you start to deal with some of those things, right? You're just, you're living from like more of an emotional state than you are of being more logical where you can say, yes, I'm going to do this. No, I'm not. And I think we've all been there where you've just been really exhausted and you're just, you know, given to maybe the snacks or you end up not following through on your, whatever you say you're going to do. Maybe it's like a work assignment. You find yourself procrastinating. Those types of things can start to come up um, when it comes to, you know, why I feel like most of us struggle. And, and like you said, if you had told a friend that you're going to meet them for coffee at, you know, 8 a.m. on a Wednesday, you would be there. But oftentimes we have such a hard time to show up for ourselves in the same way. And it's just all these different things. And it also does become a habit. So if it's like you're used to just saying, no, I'm not going to do this or giving into that, that mindset of just like, oh, I'm too tired to get up. Right. You're more likely to keep repeating that same pattern. And it's just it is it comes down to like all these different things and figuring out wh which one of those things is really your the root cause of the problem. Mm, yeah, that's so good. I like that you talked about like some of those physiological stresses and being too tired and how that does it changes the way that we reason through things in it. And so mm -hmm. we'll beat ourselves up about it sometimes and feel like, oh, I just don't have any control. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're not getting enough, like you're, you have too much going on. And so you can't control everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's just so important to 
like you said, figure out ways. What does that look like for you? How is it showing up? Is it overloading yourself? You have too many tasks that you're doing. Are you not creating clear boundaries? So defining that for yourself and kind of figuring out what it is. I mean, it's like everything else. So much of it comes back to awareness. And when we can create that awareness, all of a sudden we're able to make changes. Whereas Mm -hmm. before we're kind of living on autopilot. So bringing that awareness. So how could you start creating that personal accountability or creating that awareness? I think the first thing, obviously, like you said, is creating that awareness. And and the second piece is really the basics, right? Dealing with the physiological things. Are we really tired? Are we not eating well? Are we, um, you know, staying up late and and not doing the things to take care of ourselves? That's going to be, if we can iron that piece out, that could make things a little bit easier, but sometimes that's all linked together. So creating the first step of creating awareness under what we're doing and, and why it's happening. So even just like jotting things down, you know, some of the things that you want to do each week and see, getting really clear on what it is. So I'll give you an example of something that I've been working on is my own, um, my own journey is being better with time management, right? Being a business owner, I need to be manage my own time. I don't have, I don't clock in, clock out. And while that easily goes into a different like vortex for me, it was end up working too much, right? And then putting too much on my plate. So when recently I started to build awareness, I started tracking my time of like, how much time do I truly have? And right now the kids are on and off and, you know, on and off in camp. And uh, what I started to do is, you know, like I said, track my time. So like I have a small bucket of time right now to invest into my business and spend that time there. And what I did after, you know, a few weeks of tracking my time is I realized like, I really, truly only have five to six hours a day, but what I'm doing is on my to-do list is about like seven to eight hours worth of work. So there's no doubt that what I'm, what's happening is I'm not getting it done. And that helped me create a little bit of awareness. So figuring out what are the things that you say you're going to do and then what's happening instead of that. So if there is a type of procrastination, because what we see is with procrastination is it's not so much that we're, um, you know, procrastinating a habit or a, a a thing is that we're putting our, we're spending our time somewhere else. And we're, that's not, we're just like, not just sitting there doing nothing. Maybe we are, maybe that's part of it. And we're scrolling, but there's something else that's becoming a priority that we're leaning into. So where is your time going with the time that you said you were going to do that? So I'm working with a client right now and, and her, um, she often has a hard time sticking to the boundaries. She'll set a boundary with herself at work to stop and go for a walk. And oftentimes it's like, bleeding into her work schedule, right? She starts working and working and working. And then she looks at the clock and she's like, I don't have time to go for a walk. I'm just going to scrap it. So building awareness of where her time's going during that time can, was really helpful for her of being like, is, am I, you know, am I working on something that actually matters? Is there something else I can do? So really building that awareness. Um, some of the other things to start creating more accountability. I know I think that's kind of where we're going to go with this is, you know, starting with smaller goals, as I mentioned, and not taking that big leap from like two workouts to five workouts. And it's going to feel overwhelming for you to even do that. Maybe for you, it's literally starting with like 10 minutes of a workout and that's how, how minuscule it needs to get. And that seems like, I remember just thinking to myself when I used to struggle in this with getting in my workouts in is like, no, I don't want to do 10. That's not enough, right? That's not going to get me anywhere. But if imagine if 10 minutes started to go into 20 minutes each week, and then it started to go into 30 minutes and all of a sudden you're, you're getting your workouts in, uh, that could be like a huge shift into building up those habits that you're looking for. Yeah, for sure. That was a big thing for me personally. Um, like as an adult, I've always been pretty good about exercising, but at a, there was a time, you know, when I had like, my kids are all fairly close in age and yeah. I had 
four kids, seven and under. And I was like, <laughs> I got, I got to figure out how to get some workouts in, you know? Yeah. And so I found, um, hit training and the program that I was following the format, they were 12 minute workouts. And yeah. initially I was like, it's 12 minutes. Like, is this really even worth it? And then like kicked my butt. So yeah. there was, that. but the biggest thing that it did for me is it created that habit for me to be able to go, this is something I can do every day. Even if it is only 12 minutes, I can do something. And so right. just that starting small and then building in. So we're now it's like, it's not hard. Like, it's just a part of who I am now to work out every day, you know, do something movement wise every day. And, and so, yeah, just starting that habit as small as possible, but how do you help clients overcome this idea of like, well, 10 minutes, is that even enough? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just being real, like asking that yourself challenge those thoughts, right? That thought is like, is 10 minutes not enough? And really challenging those stories that we have about our beliefs. And I think that's what something you had said is like, that's my identity now. And really getting clear on like where you want to get to and who that identity is. Because if you're someone who's like, I'm someone who never follows through, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will yeah. find ways not to follow through and you'll find proof that you're not following through, right? But I guarantee if you're someone who feels that you're someone who can't follow through, that there are things that you do. You show up at work every single day. You submit your, you know, deadline, whatever projects to deadlines. You bring your kids to practices and all these other things. You are following through in other areas of your life. We just need to build it in a different area, maybe. that Maybe it's like health and fitness, right? Where a lot of women struggle with that. And I think that's something key to just realize that, you know, it if we start to recognize or start to create this identity that we want to get to and what that looks like and the habits that she has and look at our future self and kind of make decisions based on our future self, that can be really helpful. And that was something that I started doing myself was just starting making more decisions, thinking about my future self, like um, maybe I'm going to do my workout today so that on Saturday, I don't have to wake up early and go and do a workout. Just small things like that can be really helpful. But some other things is just getting clear on the goal setting, right? Actually making it measurable. That's something huge that working on with clients, starting smaller, oftentimes, I'll have to feel it out a little bit. Sometimes we'll be like, yeah, I can get 10,000 steps in. I will do this. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll give it a try. And if it does not go well, like that first week and we're like, okay, it's just really feels more defeating. We'll scale way back and be like, what do you truly have time for? But oftentimes there'll be things like, let's not even start working out and just only focus in on your nutrition, starting in one area and not having a, like trying to change everything all at once can be huge. Uh, even when it, when it comes to tracking macros, we'll do small things like, you know, starting with just like protein and calories versus all macros or calories and, and just doing smaller things like that can really help it. I think it's probably not talked about enough, but time alone, it can be really huge to start to just get to know yourself a little bit better. That's going to help with self-care, get you, you clear in your goals, but that's something else to have my clients do. Cause so often we're so in the middle of life that we don't ever think of like being by ourselves or taking that walk outside, just gaining some clarity on just, it's just a way to de-stress. And I think that's huge to be able to do that. Um, another thing is just also sharing your goals, right? Maybe not just with me as a coach, but maybe you're talking with your significant other and you're sharing, you know, I really have this goal. I really want to, you know, start to build up a habit where I'm taking a daily walk or I'm trying to hit 10,000 steps. Now you have someone else who's going to be supporting you in that way. I don't love when, like I've had clients tell me, we're like, I've told my husband not to tell me to eat certain foods and like yell at me if I'm, I'm walking into the, the fridge. I don't think that's very supportive. It's very negative, right? We want to think about like, how can we 
help, how can we have someone else help me? But just me, you know, just announcing our goals is another way to build up a little bit of um, personal accountability, right? Because it's like, now we've stated it. Now we're just like, we're, we're going to start to follow through on those things because now it's kind of out in the open. So maybe that helps a little bit with accountability. Some of the other things could just be even changing your environment. Like if you're struggling with a certain habit or following through in a certain area, it could just be a matter of like doing something differently. Um, with my time management issues, like I started to go to the library because it's like a free place to work and it's quiet. And even though I sometimes don't have the kids at home, it just takes me out of the environment so I can focus on following through with what I'm doing. I'm not getting distracted by laundry. I'm not getting distracted by cleaning, but that can work as well too. So just getting yourself away from whatever you're doing. So maybe instead of, you know, changing of your environment. So instead of, um, you know, going home right after, after work, it may be something like I'm going to the gym after work. And that kind of shifts that habit that you've already been doing, but changing things up there. And then also, as I mentioned, countering those thoughts of just like those negative thoughts, right. And just know that our, our facts aren't, I mean, our thoughts are not facts, but changing them up a little bit. So if we're having a lot of shoulds, which usually comes up with, when it comes to this follow through, yeah. it's changing those, those shoulds. Right. And then things like I, choose to, I would like to, and those can be really, really helpful with changing the way we feel about things. Cause it feels, I always say to clients, it feels really heavy to be like, I should have this figured out by now. I should be able to do this. I should be able to get my workouts in without a lot of trouble. There's so much judgment in there. And the second we start judging, you know, and then judging our judgment, uh, it doesn't actually move you forward. It just kind of keeps you stuck. So releasing some, some of that judgment another way. And this is kind of all of um, what they call a cognitive diffusion and just changing the way that our, th our thought patterns work is like, it's kind of taking a step back and using those thoughts that are maybe preventing you from doing the things that you want to be doing of like, oh, I'm such a failure. I can't believe I didn't do this. And just recognizing, you know, using it as like, oh, my brain was, my brain was really thinking that um, it was so much better just to sit down and, and watch Netflix. If we take some of that piece away from, you know, of our things that we're not following through with, it can take some of the judgment away of like, oh, of course, like our brain was thinking this because, you know, maybe I didn't get a good night's sleep last night or something else. We can kind of release that and, and build a little bit more self-compassion into the things that we're doing. And then just even, you know, changing the the bots. Like sometimes like um, if we change our bots to ands is what we, we talk about is like, I want to work out, but I am too tired, right? Maybe it's just like, I want to work out and I'm too tired. Like we can say that. And that just is like a small shift and it's no longer an excuse, right? Because sometimes we just make, it's just easy to make excuses. And if that's something that you tend to do, adjusting that can be really helpful. Just changing the, the, the normal excuses that we have and starting to add like an and instead of a but. Like um, I want you to do this, but you know, I, I don't feel like it, right? Changing that to like, and I, I don't feel like it. Okay. I can still doing it though. Mm, so those are some really of the good. ways that like working with my clients that, you know, it's, I think it's, again, it's like the physiological, you got to work on the mental side of things and then the habit side. So it's kind of like this whole little like three piece puzzle that you want to figure out too, but all based on awareness and everyone's different and what they need. And it's, and again, it's trial and error with anything. Cause you might try a few different things and it doesn't work for you. Doesn't mean that you can't find something else that's going to work for you either. Yeah, that's really good. I want to recap that a little bit really quickly before we move on, um, yeah. just because I feel like you just gave some super awesome <laughs> tips and I don't, I don't want that yeah. to kind of get skimmed over. So help me out if I miss anything. But the first thing that you said is like, 
okay, creating that awareness piece, creating some accountability with a partner. So like, you know, or a friend or whoever sharing your goals, sharing what you want to do with someone else, swapping out your environment, changing where you're at or how you're going to do something a different way home or whatever it is so that you're changing your environment. Um, and then the other one was mindset things, you know, so mm-hmm. working on shifting your, your coulds and your shoulds. I think that maybe came a little bit later. Can you, what else did you say there? Um, let's say, did I say anything else? I have little notes. Um, just starting smaller, I think is the big, you know, small, the big yeah. one is just always, you know, getting clear on what your goals are and what we call is like essentialism, right. Is focusing on one thing at a time. Like maybe it's just your nutrition right now and you're being okay that you're going to worry about your workouts later. And once you get that dialed in, maybe find whatever is easiest too. If it feels like nutrition is far easier or workouts are far easier, start with that, you know, or maybe walks are easier before workouts begin. That's something to start with because it's going to build confidence when you start to follow through, you start doing those things. And over time, you can start to like fold in other things as you go. Um, the other thing I, I didn't actually mention that just popped into my head too was urge surfing. Right. And this is just a, an approach of like, it's so easy to sit here and be working and then want to check our phones. Right. So maybe you start to practice a little urge surfing other places. So if you're, if one of the issues that you're having is that you're giving into other things, you're procrastinating or like getting sucked into something completely different. Maybe it's like scrolling on social media rather than going to bed at night. Uh, that could be a time to surf those urges and like allowing yourself to just sit there with your phone there and allowing it to get really uncomfortable because the more we can get used to that discomfort, which is what we need is, is to get used to our discomfort before we actually take action. So that's another kind of little tool. If, if it's like, again, it all depends on awareness because we want to see where we're, where we're struggling and where maybe we are spending our time versus on the area that we want to be working on. Mm, that's really good. That's smart. I like that. Yeah. Hey, so what do you feel like keeping your word looks like for you yourself? Yeah. Do you mean like what I I'm doing for my like self, like my own habits or what is that? Yeah. What do you want to, yeah. Um, for me, I, things have gone really automated with, with my nutrition and fitness. Right. So it's, it is like Lisa, like it's an identity for me and that feels pretty, pretty much like ease and flow. So I don't have to think about that. I know I typically get my workouts in and my nutrition is pretty dialed. And for me, I think a lot of it comes down to self-care because I am a mom. And as you know, it's like you put yourself last on, on the list as well as making sure I'm not always working in my business and I'm being very present in general in my life. So those are the big things as well as time management. Those are the things that I've been working on to kind of be, um, more accountable to myself and be able to follow through on things that I'm saying I'm going to do. And that doesn't mean that I'm not making mistakes because I make a lot of, I don't even say the mistakes, but I, I will focus in on say I'm, I'm, um, I'm tracking my time and I'm, I'm time bucketing. Right. So I'll set a time between like, you know, nine and 10 AM I'm working on writing an email and what definitely will happen sometimes is I don't follow through with what I put on my, on my, my list, or I do start to follow through with it, but all of a sudden the 10 AM hits, maybe I haven't completed what I'm doing. And I just kind of like, you know, don't follow my own boundaries. And I start to bleed into other, you know, the rest of the day, but just building awareness on the things that I'm doing has been huge for me. Uh, just, you know, taking a look at my week every single week, taking a look at energy. That's something that I've been dealing with a lot recently. I've, um, I was diagnosed with a low ferritin. So it's like basically similar to like anemia, but it's it's like low ferritin without anemia. It's 
So I've been really tired to like sum it all up. So Mm -hmm. my energy is low. There's days that I just can't, I just physically feel like I, my brain's like foggy. I'm just not able to do the things that I want to do. And that makes me harder to stick to the things that I really have, you know, have on my calendar, but I've, what I've learned is to be flexible with that and to allow for maybe instead of getting my workout in first thing in the morning that I'm letting myself sleep a little bit longer. And it's hard. It is really hard when you're someone who wants, you know, I, I find that a lot of women that maybe I follow are not that follow me or that, um, I think we're surrounded by that have like big goals for nutrition and fitness. They tend to be a little bit of perfectionist tendencies, right? Whether it's with their nutrition or in other areas of our lives, just, you know, probably comes along with the people pleasing too. So just allowing things not to be perfect uh, has been huge for me and just allowing to kind of be more intuitive to my own needs and being more flexible. I think that's huge too, is just allowing more flexibility in my life. Cause I can very get very regimented and structured and that helps me in some ways, but it doesn't in others. And that's something that else I've been kind of working on with self accountability is just, um, working up through that and getting a coach because I have been working with a coach as well, just on my own behaviors. Cause it's very, you know, I can be accountable to myself, but it's much easier to have someone else to help guide me and look to the outside um, from the outside and be look objectively at things. It's, it's easy for us all to go down to the negative spiral. Like I should have done that. I should have done this, but having that objective person look at things and be like, okay, no, no, no. like, let's take a look. Where do you really need to focus in on offer yourself a little bit more self-compassion. And I think that it makes it a little bit, um, easier, not only to follow through, but just to, um, I don't know. It's like having a mentor and a guide throughout the entire thing. And it definitely boosts your motivation and your follow through. So those are some of the things that I've been really working on for myself is just, you know, learning to give myself a little bit more self-care, a little bit less pressure on myself and having a little bit more like ease and flow in my um, life and in my business as well, too. I love that. And so a coach can be a super great way for you to get this objective opinion, right? But sometimes it can even just be your spouse or, you know, someone else that can kind of look at it and say like, Hey, you're actually pretty good at this. Like, you know, helping you remove a little bit of that perfectionism. Um, and I don't really know where that comes from in myself. The funny thing is, is I didn't used to think I struggled with perfectionism. I used to think like, no, I, I'm not very good at whatever. I'm not perfect. And, and then I realized like, oh yeah, I'm like expecting that I have to be perfect. And that's the only way to be perfect. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just kind of funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember, I think we talked about this too. Cause I used to be the same way as like, oh, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist. Cause like, if I was a perfectionist in my mind, it was a type A person that was just like, had their, you know, everything put together and that yeah. wasn't me. So then I was just like, that isn't me. I'm not like that. And, you know, and so that's, what's so funny is like, we don't realize that we're doing these things. And then later on you realize you're like, wow, I'm actually, you know, I am expecting myself to be perfect, which yeah. you know, never works out well. Right. We're human. We're not going to be perfect. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Life's not perfect. I mean, especially like you throw parenting in there. How many times does your date get thrown for a loop because of something going on with your kids? You know, even for me now, I I mean, my kids are a bit older, but there's still days where I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting that. That just kind of derailed my whole plan for the day. And you have to kind of learn to be flexible with things and to be willing to make changes, pivot where you need to. And so I like that, um, just having that outside help, whether it's a coach or someone else to be able to kind of help you zoom out a little bit and see where you're doing well. And also maybe where you could work on making some shifts. So that's great. Yeah. And I think you can do that yourself too. Like if you, if you take a look at 
you know, asking yourself, is it really true that X, Y, Z, is it really true that I, you know, I'm, I completely blew my, my week, you know, because I overate this one night, right. Then we can take a look at things objectively ourselves. If we don't have someone to support us in that way and be like, is it really true? And just kind of look from the outside, you know, as like we would a friend. And that's another way to kind of approach it too. If we don't have that someone else to kind of look at that, or if we feel like we're pulling our significant other in and there's like too much, like, eh, you know, too close to for comfort type of thing going on there too. That's another kind of approach to it. Yeah. Well, and actually that brings us right back to that self-accountability, right? So being able to ask those questions to yourself so that you can build that rapport for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I think, like you said, asking yourself some of those questions that are like, is that really true? Did I really blow it or whatever it is? Um, asking almost like the, I don't, I don't know how the word that I'm looking for here, like the spicy question of I'm questioning my question. Is that really true? Did I really just blow it? Um, so that instead of it just being, yep, I just blew it. Like just ate the whole cake or whatever, you know? So now my whole week is thrown off. Well, is your whole week thrown off? Like how many calories did you actually eat? And diving into that a little bit more and looking at it a little more objectively instead of just so black and white. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Okay, so let's talk about habits for just a second. You said that, um, you know, you've been working on time bucketing. And so we talked about a little bit before how, you know, some of these things that you first start out with, it's something that you're working on. And then all of a sudden it becomes a part of who you are, a part of your identity. So for you, how long do you feel like it takes until you're like, oh, now this is just kind of a habit. This is part of who I am. I think this is something that like everyone, everyone struggles (laughs) with this idea of habits, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it can take like a few months to a few years. It really can. Cause I think there's different evolutions of, of ourselves and it can look a little bit different. And I think it, you know, giving yourself like that three weeks, I'm going to be, it's going to become a habit is, is putting a lot of pressure on yourself for that to happen. I think over time though, if you can look back on like six months, was I had my further along with where I am today? Am I building, you know, am I a little bit more consistent from where I was, you know, one month ago, two months ago, I don't think there's like a timeline, right? I think it's so dependent on how difficult and how, um, I don't know what's the word I want to think of. If we have a lot of resistance, that's the word, like how much resistance we have towards that. And we have to look into our past as well. And that may be a time to bring in a counselor or a therapist. Cause if there are a lot of like, you know, really underlying issues from childhood or through even adulthood that you're dealing with, and that's a really bit of a struggle for you, that might be a time to bring in someone else uh, where it's, we have a ton of resistance towards getting a workout in because it's so linked to like, I need to be look a certain way. And there's so much like, that's the other thing that I, I didn't mention, but like, if is if we like get clear on our why behind things right and it in a good why behind things rather than like I you know if we come from a place of desperation it's never a good thing right I need to get my like butt together because I don't know I look disgusting in my clothes like that's never a place that we want to come from getting clear on our, our why can be really helpful for that and I, that's kind of like something to dig into as well too is like getting understanding where we're coming from and why we're doing it. And if we're feeling a lot of resistance towards it, it may take a while to change, but really getting clear on who we want to get to, I think, and and really developing that identity that we talked about earlier can be helpful to um, building the habit faster over time. And I think 
environment plays a huge role in habits as well too. So if you are surrounded by people that don't align with your goals, it's going to take longer, right? Because you're just, you're like uh, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. If you have a goal of like, oh, I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to, you know, build some healthy habits, but your significant other is always out there and he's always drinking or you guys are surrounded by friends that are always drinking, then it would be a whole lot harder to quit those things. That habit is going to take more time versus someone who has a significant other that maybe never drinks, right? So really just understanding your environment could be as small as like, you know, like I said, three weeks, and it could be, could be years to really develop some of these things, not to feel bad that it's going to take forever. It will get easier, but for it to feel like, oh, I don't have to even think about this. It may take a little bit uh, longer than expected. Yeah. I liked that you said, you know, you're thinking about your future self, um, but you weren't even thinking of like your future self, like a year from now or five years from now, it was like myself on Saturday morning. Cause I don't have to get up Saturday morning, you know? So even just yeah. like thinking a little bit further ahead of like, well, what do you want? What do you want to feel like Monday morning when you wake up as far as your weekend went or whatever? And so, yeah, just thinking of that future version of you, what habits do I need today? So that tomorrow I, it's a little easier for me to get up. You know, does that mean that I need to quit the scrolling a little bit earlier in the night or whatever. Um, but yeah, just thinking of your future, your future self a little bit, that's really great. Yeah. And I think when you start doing that, say if you struggle in multiple areas of your life too, that like, maybe there's another area of your life that you start practicing that. Like, so if you struggle with like, say boundaries and you want to start working in a different area of your life that feels easier, you could start practicing that skill. Cause it's a skill, right? All these things are yeah. skills. So yeah. start practicing in a place that feels a little bit easier and watch it, watch it like play out in other areas too. And that may be able to like get you there faster by building up those habits. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about accountability or anything, anything, any other words of wisdom you have? I think the biggest thing is just give it time. Right. And I think being able to be self-aware and then also compassionate, right. Cause the more compassionate we can be and just looking at ourselves, like maybe as we would a friend or a child or something like that plays a huge role in our success, right? Because we we know that, you know, research done is that we can't like discipline our children like they used to, you know, like yelling at them and, and doing anything that, of course, like physically hitting them, we wouldn't be doing that, but we should never be doing that to ourselves either. And it, it feels like it drives us further along, but it truly doesn't. It just kind of builds that negative emotions. And when you're building your actions based on negative emotions, like guilt or shame and that type of stuff, desperation, it's usually we, our behaviors don't align to who we want to get to and where, like where we want to get to. Yeah. I think a lot of times that's where that, like going back to the shooting, right. That's mm -hmm. where that kind of comes in. And, and so then there starts to be like this resentment almost towards yeah. the habit or whatever. Cause you're like, well, I should go to the gym today and just start to feel like, I don't really yeah. want to or whatever, instead of making it like the choice, like I want to go. And these are the reasons that I want to go. Even if you have some resistance to it, where you're like, I mean, I know that it would all feel better when I go, but like right now I really don't want to go, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, giving yourself some of that self-compassion instead of just like, get your butt to the gym right now, or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, like we, we wouldn't speak that way to people that we love. Um, so oh. yeah, just remembering that self-compassion. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything fun that you're working on right now that you want to share with us? Any goals or anything like that? Um, any big goals? 
for me, it's not very exciting, but it's really just like time management, my time management stuff, right? Um, balance in yeah, life. I think, that's what we can, yeah. well, I think that's what we can all focus in on, right? More, more like peace and flow and ease in like our life. I think that's huge. I think that's like the big goals that I have right now for myself is just doing that. And then also, um, on the business side is always just like, I have Facebook group. I've been spending a lot of time there and just kind of getting more good information out to, to women, you know, about stopping the crazy dieting, stopping all these like, you know, crazy things, the extremes that we tend to do, because there's more to life than just like running yourself in the ground and like eating like a rabbit. And then also just like burning ourselves through exercise. So that's something else that I'm really like passionate. I think about right now too. Yeah. And you have such, such great content. I always love the stuff that you put out that I see. So Thank where you. can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Kim R Platt, P-L-A-T-T. And then Facebook, you can find me. It's just Kim Platt. Um, you could search me there or in the macros, metabolism and fat loss Facebook group. You can do a search there and there's a good community of ladies over there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kim. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me. I was excited to come back. Yeah.